0: Ready? Born ready. You wanna waste my time? Okay. I call my lawyer. He's such a good lawyer that by tomorrow morning you're gonna be working in Alaska. So dress warm. It's another Bachelor Law Thursday. (laughs) Welcome back, y'all. Welcome back. Welcome back. Welcome back. Man, we got some new music out. I'm excited. Very excited. One of my favorite artists, well, two of my favorite artists, I guess, just released Music Man. And some controversy surrounding both of them. A little bit more controversy surrounding one more than the other. And that's kind of the inspiration for this show. Um, of course we're talking about Donda versus Certified Lover Boy or CLB as I prefer to call it, uh Kanye and Drake, y'all. So um before we get into the conversation, let's let's give the disclaimer that we give every week uh as it relates to this podcast. Uh because obviously I'm a lawyer, I have to give the disclaimer. I don't want you guys to Take what I'm saying as legal advice, so what you're hearing, the content, and the information from this podcast is strictly for educational and or entertainment purposes only. Uh, it is not to be construed as legal advice or, or anything uh, concerning attorney and client conversation or communication, y'all. I'm not your lawyer, um, but if you need one, obviously, you can hit me up and we can work that out and get into it. So without further ado, let's get into it. Uh, so of course, like I alluded to, we had two albums drop: uh, Kanye and Drake. Um, kudos to Drake because it, most people don't know, but this is Drake's first album outside of the Cash Money Young Money deal. So this is uh, this is his first album, yep, as a quote-unquote independent artist. Uh, so shout out to Drake as it relates to that man. It's been a long time coming. Um, you know, the, this dropped directly through OVO, uh, distributed through Republic. So we'll see what happens as it relates to uh, what's what's next for Drake uh, from a business perspective. But yeah, definitely, definitely kudos to him uh, for getting to this point and just, just working his way uh, to this point and, and having one of the hottest albums out now. Uh, the numbers are still out, but uh, nonetheless, you know, I'm, I'm pretty sure the numbers, you know, Drake does... Crazy, you know, with regard to the numbers every time he drops an album. So I'm sure this one will will be a great one that he can eat off of as well. So congratulations to Drake, but we're gonna shift focus a little bit and talk more about Kanye or not not necessarily Kanye or or Donda, but like I said, he was the inspiration uh, for this topic and and one thing in particular from the controversy uh, that inspired the topic for today uh talking about your record label is, you know, the album was released on Sunday and there were some issues as it relates to uh getting some verses cleared and, you know, how the album dropped and and it's been reported and tweeted or posted that uh Kanye is saying that the record label, Def Jam, dropped the album without his approval. And, you know, if you are in a record deal or situation, then what does that mean? How does that look? Can the record label just drop your album when they feel like it? And in, in this situation, I saw something funny and was talking to a friend about it on social media, but a lot of people were like, man, look, this guy had three listening sessions. He, he stayed in the bins dome, you know, for almost a month, put a, a lot of money into that, made a lot of money from merchandise sale and ticket sales to these, th- these three different events. Uh, it's time to drop that album, man. And I, I, I'm thinking that Def Jam felt the same way. Come on, Kanye, it's time to drop this thing, man. And if you guys remember when Pablo uh, came out, or you know, around the time that he was looking to release it, it was a similar situation. You know, he had the the big uh, party, release party, and um, we waited a little bit for that album to come out. You know, he had to go and tweak, you know, some things. And even after the album was released, he you know went back and. Made some adjustments to some of the production on the album and things like that, and rearranged some stuff. But you know, I, I think Def Jam was like, "Look, it's time to go. Let's drop this album." And they made the executive decision to to go at it. Um, so, what does that mean for you guys as artists? So, all of my artists, I want you guys to take notes and just kind of understand. You know, what does it mean um, when you are signed to a label? Typically, in your contract, or just by virtue of doing business with the label, you are essentially a part of their system, right? So what does that mean as it relates to your your contracts? Uh, in most contracts, you are signing over or giving authority to the record label to release your masters, your music, as they see fit. So if the label wants to drop an album, they can do so. In some contracts, you might have where the artists will, you know, maintain creative control as to what they record and, you know, what goes into the album. But in some situations, the label can always come back and, you know, we've seen this historically as well and say, Hey, you, maybe you should add this, you know, and that can be the single, or, uh, we have this new producer that we signed and we want you to do something with them and, uh, you know, record something like that, you know, so that can also go on the album and things like that. Um, so it just really depends on what the contract specifically says. But, you know, in a nutshell, typically you are handing over the masters for the, to the label, rather, or giving them that authority. And even in some situations where you're doing a licensing deal or a distribution deal, maybe, uh, there might be some verbiage in that contract that allows and gives the label the authority to do what they see fit. So with an artist of Kanye's caliber, maybe, you know, that's not... Uh, the exact language, but you know, then again, Kanye has been in this contract with Def Jam and it's been reported, you know, by him that he's had interest in, you know, retaining his masters and things like that. Uh, but he owes Def Jam quite a bit of money, you know, more than likely from the different advances that he's accepted uh, from the label throughout the years and the time that he's been with them. So, you know, they, they're they eager to make their money back. Um, Specifically in this situation, you know, Kanye went, had the two listening parties in Atlanta and had the other one in uh, Chicago, uh, essentially was setting a precedent, you know, to a certain extent, you know, not too many artists have been able to do that. And I, I think, you know, Kanye and other artists, is, other artists rather that are associated with him have, you know, done, done similar as it relates to these, you know, big events. But this by far has probably been the biggest album release party. Um, you know, but but essentially what that means for the record label is that people are hearing this album before it comes out. And we had three opportunities to hear, maybe not the full album, but we heard a lot of the elements from the album. We heard the features, we knew who was on the album. We, you know, depending on if you were at the listening events or streamed it on Apple uh, we kind of knew what was said. We knew the content. So in today's market, when we're talking about the music industry and how things just move so fast and people, you know, the, the attention span is so short, um, that that could prove bad, you know, for a record label. If they are in a position where, you know, over and over and over, Kanye is displaying this album and people are hearing it, how likely are people going to be to go and stream the album when it finally drops? And luckily, you know, for the record label, they, if they did release it or if Kanye released it, the timing was great for them to release it because the album went on to, you know, have great numbers, uh, you know, after its release. But nonetheless, for other artists, you know, who, who would like to adopt that Kanye method of, you know, going about and having these big album release parties, just know what's in your contract ahead of time. Because it could be a situation where the label can stop you from doing it. And, you know, you will have to release according to their release schedule Uh, for a lot of artists that are not, you know, Kanye West, Beyonce caliber, uh, Taylor Swift, people like that, that are just, you know, that have this loyal fan base. They can drop at any time they feel and people are just going to go with it. You have to have what's called an album rollout, which, you know, with even with Drake. Uh, you know, he had some a little bit of a rollout with the different billboards as to who was featured on the album, um, his deal with Nike and you know, just kind of promoting it that way as well and the elements uh from the the certified lover boy piece or whatnot, but was able to have a rollout so that people are aware, you know, it was marketed, you know, this artist is about to release an album and things like that or whatnot. So a lot of those situations that you guys might enter into will require that some sort of buildup so that people can get excited to listen to your music uh, until you are at a, a different plateau in your career and, you know, can drop whenever you feel like it or, or operate as an indie artist and, uh, you know, and, and be truly independent and play the music as you see fit. But I, I think what Kanye did was phenomenal as it relates to the listening parties, because it, it could it could be something that that is great for, again, other artists, as you guys are uh, growing in your career. maybe you guys are, like I said, truly independent artists and you have full rights to your masters and can you know sort of do what you want. You know, why not have these listening parties? I mean, they're saying that Kanye made millions of dollars, not from the album sales, but from merch. And I'm sure he did because some of these t-shirts were one hundred dollars some of the hoodies were, you know, $200, $300. I saw even this this cap that he had, you know, and it's just a basic cap, uh, ball cap, something that I probably would pass up, but you know, that that ball cap was 60 bucks. And I'm I'm into, you know, some ball caps and fitteds and things like that, but they don't cost 60 bucks. So you know, Kanye made a lot and, you know, just his influence as well. You know, I mean, he made a ton of money. And uh, with the parties, he released uh, some of his stuff with Gap. And, you know, that stuff sold out and pre-sold and shoes and just everything. So just basically using his influence to continue to run up uh, that his billions uh, that he has at this point, man. So kudos to Kanye with regard to that. But for my up-and-coming artists... Um, I just want you guys to be mindful of your career and what you're signing, and how you can move as it relates to those things. So, let's talk about the the benefits, I guess, of of being with a label, um, because I, I don't want it to be presented as though I'm I'm coming off as anti-label. Don't sign a deal, things like that. For some artists, you have to sign a deal. You need to sign a deal. Uh, because you just don't have it all together. And what do I mean by all together? Maybe your music is great, and you're making great music, but nobody's hearing your stuff. So what can a label do for you? They can bring in proper marketing, they can get your music into uh, different avenues and places where maybe you could not, or maybe you don't have the budget uh, to assist yourself with regard to marketing, uh, to compete with other artists that are in your genre right? So a label can do all of that stuff for you. They can help you if you don't have good business acumen. They can help you, you know, with that as well and and help you learn, um, be the easy way or the hard way as it relates to the industry, help you learn how to navigate, basically, as it relates to that. Uh, Another thing that labels are good for um, is is basically live performances. And I know that a lot of people are not touring and things like that uh, at this point. But you know, as we start to open up after this pandemic, you know, a lot of venues are coming, coming back. A lot of artists are now dropping music and getting back on the road and doing shows. So if, if you don't have that committed fan base, it's kind of hard to get in front of those fans, at least on a large scale, you know, and, and sort of putting a tour together. And if you're not familiar with how to put a tour together and the logistics of that, you know, that's where a label is important. So labels are still important. Labels are still relevant uh, today. Uh, but I, I think it all, you know, narrows down to what you're signing and kind of knowing what you're signing. But nonetheless, you know, labels can be very beneficial if you know if you know what you want and know what you want to do uh, when you're a part of a label and where you want to go with the label. Um, because the flip side of that is being independent. And with being independent, and I've... I've heard uh, recently artists, you know, major artists, you know, Jim Jones, Locks, and people like that talk about being independent. And what it means truly independent, um, cue the Webby song, shout out to my guy Webby. But um, what, it, what it means is that you're coming out of pocket for this stuff. You're having to figure out everything as it relates to your career. Yeah, you can go hire professionals. You know, a marketing company uh, to help you with the marketing, but you still have to be able to pay that marketing company. And you know, in my career and just working with the artists that I've worked with, uh, they can be very expensive. So if you don't have you know five, ten, fifteen thousand dollars just sitting around just to dedicate for marketing, we're not talking about anything else. Um, you know, it could, it can could create some hardship uh, if you don't have money to amplify your music onto playlist uh, to run digital ads, uh, which could also be very expensive as well just from a marketing perspective um, you know it's, it's very hard to navigate and you are truly uh, not necessarily wishing on a star but for lack of better term wishing on a star trying to figure out uh, if that one right person will hear the song and share it and you know, it just kind of catches on, and I know we've had a lot of artists that have succeeded that way. Uh, I think Justin Bieber, um, Soldier Boy, one of one of my favorites, uh, who's first to do everything, Um, and Lil Nas X. You know, these guys are all discovered off of the internet. You know, just based on them, you know, promoting their music. Man, stop playing with me! What? My guy Soldier, the first nigga to, to do all type of shit. <laughs> exactly my guy soldier so you know with with that you know they were able to have that person hear what they were doing and basically amplify them and help take them to another level but i'll tell you the market is very saturated as it relates to to new artists there's a new artist popping up every day and you know some of these new artists are are really willing you know to play the game how they see fit you know what i mean so uh, you have a lot of competition out there. I'll, I'll say it that way. Uh, you have a lot of competition and you're, with the market being saturated, you're fighting for people's attention at every turning point. So again, going back to the reason why Def Jam released that album, you know, because they knew Certified Lover Boy was coming out Friday. And we might, you know, since people have heard of this album, we might lose a little bit of interest. You know, we might not make the money that we need to make. Um, so they they were definitely cognizant and aware of that. Um, you know, so so same for you guys, just you know, being aware as it relates to what you're doing and how you can do it, you know, whether you're on a major label or you're remaining indie, you know, so um, so yeah, so just just be mindful of that as you guys navigate the music industry. I think um, you know, we're gonna have a couple of follow up shows or episodes rather, as it relates to this particular topic um, yeah. of being, you know, with a major label or or being independent and just talk about some of the different uh, areas, you know, and intricacies as it relates to both. Um, so I, I think this is a, a great foundation uh, for the start of that. And I look forward to talking a lot more about that moving forward. Um, but, but let's transition a little bit now. I think we might have a question. We typically do every week. Uh, Keith, do we have a question this week about this topic or anything? <sighs> oh my god. Oh my god. Oh my god, I gotta call my brother. I better call my housekeeper. I gotta call my lawyer. Can I make a phone call to my lawyer? That sound good? I want to check with my attorney. Call my lawyer to beat the charges. I gotta call my lawyer. Call my lawyer. Call my lawyer to beat the charges. Mama call my lawyer, call the time to go to trial. Don't read me no charges, call my lawyer. I said I need a lawyer. All right, all right, all right. Back at it again, back at it again. Um we got a follow-up question uh to the question we had about the masters and re-recording. Okay. Um and then I guess it kind of piggybacks off of like this too. Uh mm-hmm. what your what what your label owes you and what you owe your label. So the question asks um as far as obligations to a record label. What is a key or a couple of key lines to make sure I have in my contract? So this person is going for me an independent to joining a label. What's some key lines they should have in their contract? Okay. I think um what I what I, without getting into the contract first, I think it's best to approach the answer uh from a standpoint of understanding the leverage that you have. Because you can want this stuff all day. But if you don't have leverage, you're not going to get it and you're going to continue to get turned down and you're not going to have a label that's going to want to do business with you. And when I say leverage, you know, I'm not necessarily saying that you have to, you know, have this this big multi-platinum song or catalog and, you know, you can throw around your weight and make demands. I've seen people with leverage and I've done deals, you know, with artists with leverage uh, just because they appear to have everything together. Um, you know, they seem to know who they are, have their own sound. Uh, they, they're the complete package. So, um, you know, that that can also play a big role. So just kind of understanding who you are and what you have, um, you know, that that's a good way to understand that. Kind of thinking uh, that Chance the Rapper model, you know, who's been independent and, you know, he has merch and he sells out. He sells a lot of albums and, you know, things like that. So, you know, that's really understanding your le- your leverage, so to speak, as it relates to the industry. Um, so that's important to know. And with that, you want to make sure with your leverage that you are able to negotiate those things that you see fit. So, for instance, one of my biggest things uh, when I'm doing a deal with a major label I typically don't like to sign the traditional or have my clients rather sign the traditional record label agreement. I would prefer to do a licensing agreement whereby we're not tied down to the label uh, for a long time. We are not, you know, giving up our rights to our masters and we're able to, you know, then get into a a licensing deal and get out, you know, when it's time to get out and we're able to move forward. Uh, Because if we, if we think back again, given that Drake, Example that I gave at the beginning of the episode, um, you know, Drake has gone this long with being under cash money, young money, and Warner, and now has just reached a point uh, where he's able to now release under his own imprint and do licensing deals of his own. Uh, Other artists, you know, are are pretty much the same. You know, Jay Z, I believe, is doing licensing stuff um, for his albums, Uh, but a, a lot of artists are not. And a lot of artists get stuck in that. That uh, that cycle, if you will, as it relates to being in a major recording contract, not owning their masters, and having to continue to produce albums to stay afloat, make money, and to also pay whatever debt that they have to the label. So you just want to be mindful, you know, just when you approach it, what what do you see fit in the long term and what do you want in the long term? And also couple that with how much leverage do I have to ask for those things and and lastly be be confident don't don't be scared to say no or turn down a label deal uh, if you are if you have a label that is interested in you then that's indicative that you're doing something right so more often than not if you continue to do what you're doing and continue to uh, trend in the same projectile, just, you know, going up, then you can, you can, you know, basically you're close. Let me say it that way. And you can kind of name your price and do whatever it is that you see fit and you, that you want to do. So stay the course, never be afraid to say no or turn down a bad deal, um, you know, if it, if it doesn't make sense for you. So that's how I would say that. But I, I think um, that pretty much sums it up for this episode. Uh, We talked about you guys being on a label or remaining indie. Uh, We touched on the Kanye and and Drake debate and and why Def Jam decided to drop that album. So, um, you know, just just be mindful of those things. Like I said, understand what it is that you're signing and getting into. And, you know, if you don't know, don't sign. You know, I'm working on a project now called Don't Sign That Shit. And and that it strictly relates to signing deals that you don't know anything about or that you don't fully understand and just promoting more for artists, you know, to talk to somebody, hire a lawyer, you know, spend a couple hundred dollars up front, um, you know, before you sign that deal so that you can have a thorough understanding of what the long-term effects would be and just really plot out and be intentional uh, about your career. So, just keep that stuff in mind, man. But, um yeah, we'd love to help if if needed ever. Just hit us up and let us know. But uh, be be mindful and, and do the right thing. And, you know, definitely want you guys to continue to go. Hopefully you guys took great notes uh, for this episode. In the last couple of episodes, we have more to come as it relates to that. So shout out to you guys. Thank you all for being here. And remember, when we're talking about signing a deal or staying indie, It's not about facts. It's not about opinions. It's about the law. That's law. Peace, y'all.